Here we are with episode seven of Why Is Your Podcast on a Dead Girl's Phone. My name is Niles, and today's guest is Renee Moran, who played Ben Carter, Annalise's client in 403. Um, it's for the greater good. He's also been in Switched at Birth, General Hospital, The Odd Couple, Chips with Dak Shepard and Michael Pena, uh, Stuber with Kamal and um, Dave Batista. And yeah, it was really awesome to have him on with talking about his case, working with Viola Davis, um, applying all the tattoos and all of that. So yeah, it was really awesome having him on for episode seven. It was really awesome conversation. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you for all the support so far. And yeah, let me know what you guys think of this episode. And yeah, here we go. Thank you again, Renee, for coming on. Uh, You're really awesome. And I really loved having you on and yeah i hope you guys enjoy this episode and yeah here we go listen uh i just want to say thank you so much for um you know reaching out and um you know showing interest and love for the show and and all that i think that's dope and what you're doing with this podcast i think is amazing dude uh you know i i see your stuff on instagram and i was like i was like look at this kid taking off okay cool I, i dig it and um and I was honored when you reached out. I was like, I wonder if he's gonna ask your boy. And then <laughs> <Tattoo> um, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But, uh, but yeah, man, very cool. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I remember when you were first on, and I messaged you and was asking you questions about all yeah. that. So I, I remember you were yeah you were you had actually pretty good questions too. Um, and yeah, are, are you like a filmmaker yourself in any ways? You you had like I said, you had good questions. No, I kind of want to like get like write my own show and like writing and stuff, but sick. Yeah. Don't, uh, if you need a Latin male, um, <laughs> I, or or uh, ethnically ambiguous, I'm available. Uh, I might be available. Uh, baby gut. <laughs> write write me in there. You know what I'm saying? Keto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Keto. You know what? The, you, you ever tried keto? Nah. You, just you don't me. look like you don't need keto, dog. Look at you. You lean. You like Bruce Lee. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Lee didn't need no keto. He, he, he did other stuff, probably. Maybe he did keto. Who knows? He's on the next episode, the podcast. Bru- so I'm going to ask him. No. <laughs> Whoa. That's badass. So you're going to bring him from the dead, from the it's afterlife. Vir- afterlife podcast, yeah. Well, it, it is Zoom, so you can be anywhere, pretty much. Oh, my God. <laughs> Niles. Oh, God. First off, um, thank you for coming on and saying yes and being You're my welcome. seventh guest. On. <laughs> hey, lucky, lucky number seven. Cool. Right. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to be here. Now, like I said, uh, I know you're a true fan of the show, and um, I, I was excited to you know talk about it because uh, that was actually one of the my favorite. Actually, it could possibly be like my favorite role so far. Damn. Um, yeah, it could be, could be. It's up there, definitely top three. Um out of the, the fun stuff that I've been able to do so far. Kind of wanted to start with um, growing up. Mm, tell and, me. Um, born in El Salvador and then Ooh. moving to California and then Orlando and all that. I was wondering if you could talk a little Which, about growing up. What do you want? What do you? Oh, you want to know a little bit about it? Yeah. Um, uh, so I don't remember much about El Salvador. I actually don't remember anything. I just have baby pictures living over there. And um you know, I, I didn't know what was going on over there. Obviously, I was a I was a baby. Um, but my my parents, uh, they had me very young. I think my mom was like 19 when she had me. 
my brother, uh, my dad was about the same age. And um, at the time when they were that age in El Salvador, uh, there was like a lot of civil war stuff going on. And, um, and like, I, I, I'm not exaggerating um, from the stories I've heard. They, you know, they, they saw their friends getting murdered by people from both sides, which is like the government side and then the, the guerrillas, the rebels or whatever. I was a baby. I didn't know what was going on. I just needed some milk. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, and they would, you know, and they did everything they could have provided for me. Um, but in, during that, they were going through this craziness um, and, you know, trying not to, you know, be, be killed themselves and, and children were being taken as well. It wasn't just adults. Like it was really, it, it was hor- horrendous um, from the research that I've done. But anyways, my dad uh, was like, we gotta get the heck out of here. So he, he hopped on this, like uh, this uh, train, it's called La Bestia, which translates in English to the beast. And uh, it's like it's like a train that just goes up and down, I guess, Central America, all, all through those countries. And um, my, my pops hopped on that thing. And um, it's really dangerous. People, you know, it, he wasn't in, exactly inside of it in a comfortable chair, you know, um, and yeah. getting fed snacks. My dad was on top of this thing and with other people and they were just trying to get to another country where, you know, they have a chance of not being murdered on a daily basis. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, so my dad made it. He actually, it's funny. We just had a we spoke recently, and he was telling me um, how he had to walk across the desert. And um, and actually, I remember he he was telling me how he had to cross the the five freeway. And if you're from here, the five freeway is like a a major freeway. Like there's cars flying, and um, and I was like wait you had you crossed that through and he's like yeah we had that's what we had to do so um so yeah so he got here and then my mom and I were still over there and I think my mom freaked out it's like oh wait you're not gonna gonna leave me as a single parent so (laughs) so my mom had a sister who lived in the United States she came over here I'm not sure how but she was living here she was legal and like she had everything set up and um she sent my mom some money and we got on we bought some plane tickets we flew into Mexico City and then um eventually my mom figured out a way to get me across but I was again I was a baby they just had me in a stroller and um they kind of just yeah they just kind of just pushed me along it my mom tells me it didn't work the first time and this is like back in the day so like this is before 9-11 and you know I I feel like things were probably a little bit more laid back with immigration and things like that and uh yeah I I got across as a baby I had to live with my aunt because my mom couldn't make it so my dad was here. I had to live with my aunt for for a few weeks, and then my mom had to figure out how to get across. And um, she she somehow did it. And um, I haven't heard the full story because I don't know. Maybe there's details that um, she may not want to share with me. Who knows? Yeah. But it's horrendous. Uh, so they went through that. They didn't come over here to like steal work. They just uh, <laughs> wanted to, you know, with the legit political asylum. And um, but anyways, yeah, we got to LA, and then I I spent a few years out here with my parents and then I moved to Orlando when I was about five years old and um and once I started school like uh elementary school my mom was like all right this is our home now so uh I grew up in Orlando it was cool I had Disney passes all the time (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) family members working out there but you know it's not just Disney out there it's like it's a real community and it's different. Um, Niles, where are you from, by the way? Where do you live? I'm in Iowa. <laughs> oh, awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Beautiful country, yeah. I'm sure. 
Yeah. No, I'm I'm serious. I love yeah, I love is, views but... like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, in Orlando, it was like kind of small town. Um, and it was like spread out. You know, everything's kind of far away, but it's not because there's not that much traffic. And um, yeah, I grew up over there with like a very Caribbean uh, culture, uh, very rich. You know what I mean? Cuban sandwiches everywhere, and you know what I mean. It was like Cuban coffees and like it's beautiful. I loved it. Uh, you know, um, it was it was a really cool experience growing up over there. And uh, once I once high school stuff was over and like. I went through some stuff where I, your boy got into a little trouble now. I'm not going to uh-huh. lie. I got into a little <laughs> bit of trouble. Um, I was, you know, here's the, here's the dynamic where I think people don't really understand unless you're an immigrant, but um, you, you know, you move to a country and your parents may be from, you know, they were raised in a different culture. And now you live in America and you want to be like all your boys, like Trevor and Chris down the street. You know what I mean? They can have sleepovers and pool parties and, you know, I'm over here, like, my mom's like, sleep over? What, what do you want to sleep over for? You got a bed right here. And I'm just like, mom, it's like a thing you do out here. You, you <laughs> go to your friends. So it was like a, a weird thing where, like, I, you know, my, my parents, uh, we, we had a lot of, like, conflict in those years. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, you know, I, I rebelled. And I was like, I'm going to do what I want, mama. I'm going to live this hard life and learn the hard way. <laughs> uh, regret it. But, you know, um, it, you know, it, it, it got me to here and I, I, without actually going through those uh, tough years, I never would have came to LA. LA for me was like my rehab, um, to be honest with you. Yeah. I had a, yeah, I came out here to kind of like clean up my act and like stop doing certain things that I should have been doing. <laughs> hint, hint. And um, so, yeah, so I got out here and I was like, yeah, you know, my mom was the one that planted the seed. Uh, I had gotten kicked out. The, it was like the third time. It's like my my dad was just like, it, we finally had like a, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take the gloves off. Me and him got into a fight. My, my dad whooped my ass like a grown man. And um, and I deserved it, you know? And uh, he kicked, he tossed me out and the cops came and they were like, you can't come back here. And I was like, dang it. So, and my dad was like, I was like, I don't want to come back anyways. But um, I moved out and I was living on someone's couch. It was like the third freaking time I'd been living on someone's couch and bro I was so sick of it man I'd have like my clothes would be like in trash bags like all the time all my my clothes would be wrinkled like and I and I would have to wear the same stuff because you can only fit so much in a black trash bag uh so yeah it was the worst but my buddy let me stay on his couch and then like I was there for um, a couple months and then I don't know things just all these weird experiences kept popping up and I was like I had a that convo epic convo with my mom right it's like that epic conversation that switches the movie to like a whole new story right (laughs) this is what happened I I was like mom I was like I can't do this anymore like I'm tired of living on people's couches it's like I don't know what to do like I'm really lost I'm like what do I do and we were talking and she was like at some point she's like why don't you move to LA and I was like hell no I was like I'm from the dirty, I'm from the dirty South, mama. I ain't never going nowhere. This is my, my hood. They know me in these streets. Respect. And then, (laughs) respect, right? And then my mom was like, you sound like an idiot right now. And I was like, no, mama, like, this is my childhood. Like, I don't want to go nowhere. And she's like, listen, you don't got to go forever. Why don't you just go for like six months? And then if you don't like it, come back. And, um. And I said, uh, I was like, 
hey, that doesn't sound that bad. Six months doesn't sound bad. So about a week later, I was on a flight and I came to LA. I cried as soon as I got off the plane. Ah, oh, it's a mistake. Why am I here? I hate this place. I want to go home. Yeah. You know, I repped my city. I oh, repped yeah. my city. <laughs> I didn't plan that, I swear. But um, <laughs> no, but um, yeah, uh, I, 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 I landed. I lived with my aunt. Remember the aunt I mentioned that um, I lived with as a ba- when I was a baby when my mom got me to the country? Yeah. yeah guess who took me in again uh, my, <laughs> my, my 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 auntie my tia you know and uh, I, I made a deal with myself I said I will bring no problems to her home and I will reinvent myself I will be a new person and you know God gave me a second chance he really did um because li- what I was doing in Orlando I either would have like gone to jail I would have overdosed or like I would have something would happen and um you know uh so yeah, so coming out here, I said, you know what? I'm gonna totally remake myself. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> like a brand new version. You know what I mean? And um, and yeah, and just I started doing stuff out here, and then um, maybe like a couple years living out here, the acting thing kind of came together. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of like a, uh, like kind of like how I ended up in LA and got introduced to you know the business of acting and stuff. And how um, exactly did um, acting like come into the picture? Like, was there other things you had like your mind set to doing or? Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't really have like a, a game plan or anything. I, I, when I came to LA, like, like I told you, I was just trying to like sober up and like get back on my feet. And um, it was, it's really funny, man. I, I was working at a gym and I was like working the front desk and it was really weird because I it's, it's funny how God works man like I believe in God and like I did all that damage to my body and my mind before I moved to LA when I got to LA I effortlessly found a job um and when I mean effortlessly like literally I just met somebody one day like hey you want to work at this gym <laughs> I accepted it and it was funny like I went from this lifestyle and then this one which is offering me like a healthy lifestyle teaching me like how to take care of my body and my mind and stuff. And I was like, wow, that's really, it's really interesting. So I took full advantage and, and, and I took care of myself. You know, I started working out all the time and I like started eating right. And like, I was feeling amazing. And all my friends were like that because all my friends uh, were from through the gym. So I was like, wow, this is addictive. Like, this is amazing. I love feeling great. Like, wow, I want to be great all the time. <laughs> And, um, and then, you know, I, I kind of lost the excitement and I was like, you know what, I'm doing well. Like, I think it's time to go back to Florida and, um, go live with my family again, you know? And, um, literally I'm not kidding you now. It's like, this isn't for dramatic purposes. Like the day I was getting um, my paycheck, I was going to buy my plane ticket to go back home. And, um, that same day, a woman from the gym approached me and she said, Hey, um, I know this client of mine who was looking for someone to answer phones at their office and I was like all right cool I was like I'm not really interested because I'm about to go home and um yeah and then she's like I really think you should check it out and I was like eh. she's like he like has this like really cool office it's on the top floor of this building and I'm like it's like all right all right, all right I'll check it out top floor I'll go. 
<laughs> right the penthouse they called it so so dude i, sh I show up and like i'm like riding on this elevator I i'm like in these timberland boots i got these cargo <laughs> pants like with pockets on the side in case i gotta shank someone no i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> uh and then i got this like timberland sweater like i'm kind of urban but like i'm dressed up and um bro i uh <laughs> i i get off the elevator at the penthouse level and as soon as i get off the elevator guess who i see on the wall Tupac, oh. Tupac everywhere. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. What an omen. Like, I love Tupac. He's gotten me through some really tough times. His music has. And, um, and his story and his poetry, um, he's like a huge inspiration for me now. So I don't know if you knew that, but like, I, I yeah, I love Tupac, bro. Come on, dog, you see that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyways. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, so I, um, I, I, I got interviewed and like, he hired me like within a couple minutes and, um, and I was like, he's like, when can you start? So anyways, I got hired there. And when I started working there, Niles, remember this brother, I'm an immigrant, remember? And I was low key, like addicted to a lot of stuff. Like I was, I was tapped out, bro. Like I was done. Like my, my story should have kind of ended right there. And like, you know, whatever. It, it's a wrap. Maybe you get arrested, get sent back to El Salvador. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't a citizen for a very long time. I became a citizen like three, four years ago. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, I accepted the job and I was like, all right, cool. I'll just do it for a little bit. And um, it was there, bro, that I, I met so many incredible people. Um, so on that floor, I was responsible for picking up the phones for everyone. And there was casting directors, there was agents, there was managers, there was um, entertainment attorneys, there were, but like multiple ones of them. And I'm just like, I have no idea what any of this is. And um, yeah, bro. And then I started, I just kind of like kept working there and I was excited every day I'd go there. I was excited because, you know, I, I didn't have like a formal education. I didn't graduate from college. I'd gotten kicked out of high school. Like at the time I still didn't even have my diploma. And, um, and I was around all these like rich white folks, to be honest with you. And I was just like, wow, like I'm, I get to rub shoulders with you guys and of elbows or whatever. And, um, and I was like, I want to learn everything about you guys, like about your businesses. And, and then little by little, like I started paying attention. And then uh, one day this woman, um, her name is Danny Wolf. She came up to me and um, she used to pick up her mail once a week. And this is where it all started. And I was right here. <laughs> right here bro no that ass she said to me hey renee uh, we'd be i had befriended her over like a few weeks um and then one day she just said hey renee you should give me your picture and um and i said what, <laughs> uh, what do you want my picture for and she said um she said do you know what i do for a living and i said no but i do notice you get a lot of pictures in your mailbox and she's like, those are submissions. Those are actors that want me to represent them. And I, I, I was like, in what? And she said, I, I get auditions for uh, actors and commercials. And I was like, oh, I was like, wait a second. You want me? <laughs> My picture? <laughs> me to be in, in, on TV? <laughs> You're crazy. I'm an immigrant. I'm, I used to do drugs. I, I'd never even graduated high school. That's not meant for me. I'm a loser my um that guy that guy over there with the cool haircut that dude with the nice clothes that dude with the nice car he deserves to be a tv star and a movie star i'm a loser I, i'll never make it 
and that was like my mentality at the time. And um, and then she's like, okay. I didn't say that to her on the spot. I just politely declined. I was like, ah, not me. I, I can't do that. Not me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, bro. Uh, so I, I kind of wrestled with that idea in my head for a while. And I was like, you know what? One day I was like, damn it. I can. I was like, I can be fucking badass. I can be cool. I can do whatever I want. You know what? I'm going to go take a freaking picture. And I met, bro, that same building that I worked in, I met somebody um, who's actually an incredible photographer uh, to this day. And um, he, he hooked me up with some pictures and um, I gave them to her and she started kind of submitting me on these projects. And <laughs> I remember like my first audition, I showed up, I was just like, like, Hey, what's up? And they're like, hey, you know, could you do a slate? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, what's a slate? And they're like, um, they're like, just say your name in front of the camera. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, I could do that. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Where you want? And uh, that was kind of like how I started learning about auditioning. And then, um, and then I booked one. I booked one for uh, it was a it was a Ford commercial. And um, yeah, bro, I showed up. I was like, whoa. I was like, wait, this is for me. This whole room right here. Wow. I was like everyone kept offering me stuff. Do you want something to drink? I'm like, no, no, no. Just tell me where it's at. I'll go get it myself. It's cool. I was like, do you want coffee, Renee? Uh, yeah. You know what? That sounds cool. Where is it at? I'll go get it. I'm like, no, 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 no. You stay here. I'm like, whoa, what's all this treatment? And um, anyways, it was amazing. I didn't really have a big role. All I had to do was like walk. I was on a date with a girl and we were walking outside of a movie theater and then her friends roll up in a Ford mm -hmm. and they're like, hey girl, we just got tickets to Chris Brown. You coming or what? <laughs> and then she looks at me and she looks at them and there's like their faces are like, and, and then she gets in the car and leaves me. And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> it's really great. <laughs> That's on YouTube, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I wish it was, you know what? It was, it was like, it was, it was used for Chris Brown, like this Chris Brown tour that was going on at the time. And um, yeah, I think they, they were running it. People would text me, Oh my God, dude, you're at the Chris Brown concert on the big screen. And I'm like, <laughs> dang, that's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, bro, wow. that's, that's kind of where it started. And then I had a good experience on that first commercial. And then I remember I called, I called that lady after the day was over and I said, I was like, yo, Danny, damn. I was like, yo, that, that was, was good. dope. Oh my God. I got all these snacks. <laughs> like they had me in a room. I was like, Danny, I'm going to be honest with you. I would have done that for free. You know what? I would have done that for a hundred dollars. Like that was amazing. <laughs> and she said, she said, Renee, she's like, you're going to get a lot more than a hundred dollars. I said, stop right there. This is not about the money. This, this was just fun. I'm just grateful that I had that opportunity, man. Thank you so much. Bye, bye, bye. And she's like, wait till you get the checks. And I said, okay, Danny, we'll see. A couple weeks later, bro. I open my mailbox and there's like a stack of these envelopes and I'm like, Oh my God, who do I owe money to? Right. Oh. <laughs> and then like, I, I pull them out and um, dude, I'm like, what are these SAG after like, what is going on here? And, um, and I'm just like, uh, I start pulling them out and I see my name on these things. And I'm like, and it was like all the, it was a batch of checks. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I called her and I was like, uh, Danny, I was like, I just got a bunch of envelopes in the mail. And she's like, oh yeah. And I'm like, I think I can do this. 
And then she says, she says to me, she's like, oh yeah. And I was like, hell yeah. And she, says, she says, uh, what about the hundred? And I'm like, no, 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 I'll take this. Uh, but anyways, right there on the spot, she said, all right, well, if you really want to do this and you want to be serious, you have to get trained. You have to go study and, um, and, you know, learn and get better at it. And she said, the first thing I recommend for you is uh, signing up for like a really good improv class, you know, at a school that's respected and whatnot. So I signed up at Upright Citizens Brigade and I, I started studying improv over there. And that was just pure fun. Like, I was like, wow, this is cool. I can be silly and not feel judged. And this is pretty amazing. Kind of, I don't know, it kind of changed my personality a little bit or like just helped me be more comfortable in my skin. Confident, yeah. And um, yeah, and then from there, I just kept training. Like I kept studying and then, but but here here's the thing, Miles. I never called myself an actor those days. Um, like I, I never, I refused. I, I hadn't earned that title. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People that call themselves actors are like, like people that have, bled for the craft and like spent years and time perfecting their technique or, or or whatever influences them to give a great performance like it's a lot of sacrifice and time and it's not just the on-camera time it's like and it's not just your rehearsals it's every day your everyday life like the it's a different life. lifestyle yeah it really is i i didn't know that's what i mean that's just my interpretation of it i can't speak for all actors but for me, it definitely feels like a very interesting lifestyle because I come from a small town. I'm from Orlando. Like I could be driving a 96 Honda Accord outside and be totally cool with it. Like I don't <laughs> care about stuff like that, you know? And um, it's just, it's just really interesting to, um, to like, how, how should I say? Um, just, you know, be living in this, this, this type of environment. But um but yeah, I, I I didn't call myself an actor for a long time just because I hadn't earned it, and it it, it took me a couple of years before I was like, you know what, I'm actually gonna do this professionally. So I was I I remember I went back to school, I went back to college, like to try to take some classes, and I decided to finish up my high school, and I got my diploma. Like I was just kind of like setting myself up to do something else because I didn't think I still didn't believe that I could do real acting stuff i thought it would just be like a commercial here and there just um yeah and so then i got serious at some point um in 2000 like uh i don't know 2013 2014 i said you know what like you're getting results and you're not even trying so if you really try then um maybe that'll that'll make a difference you know and then um I was wondering, you mentioned Tupac, and uh, I have a little note right here. I was wondering if, um, who your other role models are, like, either, like, personally or? My dad and my mom. My my mom and my dad, because of their story, like, uh, what they, they, you know, did to give me a better life. Um, I look up to a lot of people. I mean, when it comes to artists, um, people that I look up to, I, I, I admire, you know, the the energy and the impact and the positivity that Will Smith puts out there. I grew up watching Will Smith and um, he was like, I, I love his vibe and his energy. I was just like, man, like you're freaking cool, man. I want to just hang with you and like be <laughs> like you. Um, um, but yeah, for me, I also, I also have like a really great mentor. Uh, this gentleman named Rick Barlow, like he's, He's been like a second father to me and he's taught me so much, you know, about just business and like, um, you know, how to 
not just business and numbers and things like that, but also like on a more like spiritual level, like, you know, doing good and, and the more good you pump out there, the more it comes back. And like, you know, it's, 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 it's such a, a valuable lesson that I've never learned from anyone. Like I've learned from him and I continue to gain that knowledge from him on the daily. And, and I try to apply those things and test them out, you know, and see what works for me. Um, but for me, those are the people that I kind of like look up to. I, I don't have a lot of like celebrity people that I, I, I definitely respect a lot of people in the business. But for me, it's been people that have inspired me like on a very personal level that I really admire and look up to. That's Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the, yeah. <laughs> I like him. I like him. And then um... John, John Lig- I mean, other actors too, like John Leguizamo. Um, yeah, I really, I really like his work. I've been watching him since I was a little boy. Um, so yeah, and there's a lot of people. I, I love Jim Carrey. I, I, I think he's the most hilarious person. I grew up watching all his films. Um, Martin Lawrence is another really big um, influential person as far as like being, you know, just funny stuff. Like I've done a lot of, you know, I don't know if you, you've seen some of the roles I've done, but it's like a lot of, oh, yeah. you know, gangster stuff that I do, um, you know, tough, tough, you know, someone has been through some things and, it, it, you know, it's comedy is like a whole nother muscle that I'm, I'm eager to tap into and like, you know, put more out there of um so hopefully my opportunities will start popping up more yeah to flex that you know that muscle i just had the scene <laughs> i was gonna bring it up later but i just had the scene in stuber when you get shot in the leg <laughs> you're <laughs> hanging out the window that just popped in my head dude right yeah <laughs> good times yeah that was bro that was a lot of fun that yeah. that film was a lot of fun also to um to work on yeah, bro. It's been really cool, man. Niles, it's been, you know, when, when I, I'll, I'll say this to kind of like bring that all together. It's just like, you know, every, there was, um, it all came together when I actually believed in myself, to be honest with you. Um, I, I was for a long time, I was worried about criticism and what other people might think like just <laughs> you you act you will be an actor but <laughs> yeah all right i'm gonna see that <laughs> but, you know like uh, and then and then you know and that that's tough and but um but then when there's a moment where you just kind of like nah like this is what i'm gonna do you know i'm gonna be a chef i'm gonna start a podcast i'm gonna be an astronaut i'm gonna be a, i'm gonna be a ball you know what i'm saying i'm gonna do this um whatever yeah, you know, the hardest I'm a, I'm, thing I'm a, is starting something and totally sticking with it. Yeah, totally, dude. Yeah, yeah, and and it's so easy to give up. I I gave. I mean, I I still, you know, every day, like I'm always battling, like how to be more productive, and and then and then I I run into another problem. Where it's like, all right, slow down, bro. Chill out. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, sit down for a second. Um, so just like finding a good balance of all that is important, I guess. And then um, going from starting off in the commercials and then getting roles in Shameless and Switched at Birth and yeah. General Hospital and all that, what was it like going from like a commercial set to TV like for the first time? Um, it was really cool, man. Um, I Once I got like signed to like a, a theatrical agency, they... Um, they started getting me work on TV 
And um, my my first role was uh, was it was on Switched at Birth. I was on a show called Switched at Birth, and I remember booking. And I, I, it was, it was interesting. I had some training and I had been on a few sets commercially and, you know, I've had dialogue and things like that. Um, but I was learning, I was learning as fast as I could. And, you know, there was, there was a lot of innocence. There was like, I think I was like naive about a lot of things. So the nerves didn't really make sense to me because I didn't know exactly. Um, I don't know how crucial it is to get it right. You know? I didn't have any fear. I just, I was so excited. I was so happy to be there. I was just like, yeah, hell yeah. This is amazing. You guys like, you guys, you guys like what I'm doing? Like, this is great. Like getting on set. I love when I'm on set and I'm just killing my scenes, just giving this oozing out this inspired performance. Cause um, you know, I think the work, it works it flows through you and then it comes off on camera that's i feel like that's when i've done my best work when it's not like me at the steering wheel it's like something else and i'm just something else taking over yeah yeah and i just let it come out of me um so i i i feel like i try to prep for that moment to happen you know um to get to that at that moment when i need it so that it's organic you know and then another comedy role was in Chips with Dak Shepard and Michael Pena. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible, bro. I, you know, again, it was it was one of my first credits, and you know, it feels like, bro. I, I feel like I've been doing this for such a long time, but it really hasn't been like that long. And um, that one for me was like it was my first like move studio movie and it was a you know it was a, my it was a small role but again I was gonna be in a movie that was gonna be in the movie theaters and I was like and then not only that I got to work with Michael Pena I got to work with Dak Shepard and I got to just watch their not only watch but like also you know work with them and that to me was just amazing i was i was i'm not gonna lie i was a little nervous for that i remember being in my trailer and being like all right i look good we ready we ready we got this oh, <laughs> got down on my knees do my last prayer right before i head out to film and um and i remember i was walking up and then all of a sudden like Kristen bell pops out of nowhere oh, and i'm just like i'm and, and she's walking towards the set also and i'm just like Oh, I think that's Kristen Bell right there. And I was like, we're too close to not talk. So oh, I, I'm like, hey, how's it going? That's your baby. Working with <laughs> today. <laughs> you know? No, um, no, it wasn't awkward. She was so lovely and I felt so comfortable. Like I kind of forgot about the nerves. And um, and then I got there and Dax was there and he's so tall and so funny his timing and we were I remember we were just chatting we were talking with uh the creator the actual original creator of chips um and he was telling us a story how he found Eric Estrada uh he was working as a bouncer at a uh at a at a bar that he would frequent with I'm not sure if it, it was his wife or or a girlfriend at the time but uh he would go there and he met Eric Estrada just 
over and over. And originally that role, he he explained to us, it was supposed to be an Italian man, like greasy hair, like a typical like Italian vibe. And um, Eric Estrada somehow made him, you know, change his mind. He had him come in and, and audition for the role and the rest is history, as they say. Um, but yeah, that was a really dope experience. Um, I actually, you know, I, I had to speak Spanish on camera, which was like also, uh, one of the rare few times that I'd gotten to do that up until that moment. And that, that was interesting too, like on a, on a technical level, like, you know, you start dealing with regional, you know, Spanish, like, where's my character from? We're in, you know, chips, California highway patrol. He's, he's very likely to be central American or, or Mexican or, you know, so it's like, how do we, how do we deliver this, you know, as opposed to if I was a Caribbean Latino who grew up in Puerto Rico or something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I had to put some stuff together for that one, which was a lot of fun. And, um, and, and, and then I got to, dude, watching Michael Pena work was awesome. Dude, he's so like comfortable. It's like the way we're conversating right now, this is literally how he would, his performance. It's just so natural. It looks like Easy. I'm like, wait, is he doing the lines or are we, is this, supposed to be? <laughs> this is real. <laughs> uh, and then Dax, he's just so funny. They would improv a lot off of each other and it was just brilliant stuff. It was really cool. Kumail, Kumail was also really brilliant at improv um, in Stuber. He was actually, he's brilliant, man. He's so funny. Uh, it was, it was really cool to um, work off of him. Like he was just, and, you know, uh, the director, Michael Douse, he he never kind of like never slowed me down. If anything, he would push me to give him more um, that that scream that you talk about in Stuber. There's a little uh, I remember he was like there was a couple of notes that he's like louder. And I was oh like, louder. And I'm like, OK, just uh, shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just got shot in the leg. Copy that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging out the car. Oh. Uh, no, but uh, the kids are watching. <laughs> yeah, 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 they were on the. Uh, oh, they were. Those were some sweet kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that was that was that was fun. And um, he never, he you know, he just kind of let us roll. And then you know, Camille was obviously the quarterback. He was definitely um, the one to focus on. But uh, those little tidbits of improv that he do, I got to improv back with him, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is cool. <laughs> I'm like, ah, don't be nervous. Come on. Get in Batista is going to come. See, Batista's here. <laughs> His biceps are like this, bro. Jesus. Like, ah. Yeah. Mine are huge already, but his are just like. <laughs> Three of yours. <laughs> yeah. Maybe four and a half. Yeah. No baby um, gut either. <laughs> no, no. Hey, I don't got that. I'm not going to show it, but. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, man. No, no. It's good times now. And then, of course, we have to talk about how to get away with murder, why we're all here, <laughs> the big, yeah. big um, yeah. episode three, season four. It's for the greater good. I know the episode title is offhand. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're a true fan, man. That, that's, that's real cool. Um, what was it like with the audition? And did you have any, like, certain, like, any um, scene you auditioned with that was... Or how did all that work? Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that audition actually. Um, I've been on a lot of them and you know, there's there's a lot of them that I've kind of I don't have any rec not detailed recollection, but this one I do. I remember um 
I've been to this office um, a lot. <laughs> and I was like, you know, you go to the same office over and over again, you start getting kind of, I, at least on my end, I got a little frustrated. I was like, man, I'm not booking. But, you know, the important thing is they keep calling you into audition, which means, you know, we like it. We just we haven't found the right role for you. And, uh, and yeah, I remember I, I walked into the room. I think I went straight to callback. So the producers were there. Um, and I, I gave a read and I remember, I remember I was fully like, I was like all in. And I, I, I remember just everything, the body language, the posture, everything was there. And I just, I, I, I read it, I read the role and I kept it as real as possible. And I remember um, feeling pretty amazing about what I had done or what had come through me. And, and then they had me adjust a little bit and they made me do it again. And, um, and then that was it, it was over. I didn't know if I got it or not. And I went home and uh, eventually I got the call. And then I was like, oh my gosh. And I started doing the math cause I hadn't gotten a copy of the full script. So I, um, I just assumed that, um, you know, maybe I had a scene or two with her and um, maybe like a quick moment and i i got i was like can i get the script can i get the script and when i got the script i was like <laughs> every <laughs> oh my god it's like what so then then they sent me to meet up with this guy named sergio uh who does like uh i guess he's had a makeup department possibly i'm um again forgive me if i'm wrong um but he i met him at a special effects studio down here um in i believe in burbank and uh, i showed up you know, and I'd never really done, uh, I'd never had a meeting with like special effects before. And I wasn't really sure what we were about to do. Um, I did know that he had tattoos, but I didn't know what we were going to do with that. And um, they took me to the back. Sergio's like this awesome dude, man. He's so cool. And we're just like vibing out. It's like the first thing he says to me, and mind you, I hadn't read the script yet. He walks in and he says, Rene. And I'm like, what's up, Sergio? Hey, what's up, Poppy? How you doing? You know, be trying to be cool. And uh, <laughs> and he says, so what does it feel like to have all your scenes with Viola Davis? And I said, what? <laughs> and I played it cool. I was like, ah, I'm excited, man. I can't wait. <laughs> Inside, I was like, I need to start rehearsing right now. I need to leave. I need to go. I need to leave right now. And I need to get ready for this Oscar winner that I got to work opposite. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I, I remember I still hadn't read the script. So I'm like, oh my gosh, um, cool. And I'm like asking them little questions here and there. Anyways, they take me to this other room and they sit me in a chair and like they start measuring like my arms and my face and stuff. And um, And one of the guys in there is like, Hey, so what does it feel like to be sitting in the same seat as Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh and I was like, I was like, I was like, what? I was like, yo, the legend, the goat's been in here. The goat sat in this chair. And, uh, <laughs> and then they were like, they were like, yeah, yeah. He was like telling me a little bit about that. And I was like, oh, that's dope. Cool. Um, right and, um, yeah, I was like, I was like, inside, I was like, man, I can't believe I'm sitting where Leo's at. I was like, I t I, I'm not going to lie. I did tell myself, I'm like, Renee, thank you, God. You are on the right track. Like, you know, like a little omen to myself. I, maybe I shouldn't have put that out there. But for me, I was like, you keep going. You know what I mean? Um, 
And then, yeah. And then they measured me. They took like pictures of everything. And then I still didn't know exactly what they were going to do, but they designed it. And, um, and then I remember I showed up to set super early because it was going to take some time to apply that all the tattoos. Um, I, I should mention, like, I don't know. Uh, I had like one of the covered with tattoos, excuse me. And, uh, my arms and, um, uh, it took some time. They, they had these like really great copies of the, uh, tattoos on these, like, I guess a special paper. And then, um, they brought in um, these two artists to apply them on me, and um, and they did an incredible job. It took a long time. It took a oh, man. I want to say it took about three hours, and and I would just be there, and they would just be applying them, and then um, they would transfer them onto my skin, and then they the real magic would come together when they would uh, go in with their tools and like age them, and oh, and then the ones. Yeah, it was it was it was really awesome to transform in such a drastic way. I remember looking in the mirror and little by little, one tattoo at a time, this guy was coming like he was being birthed and I was watching it in like live. And I'm just like, yo, like I don't I can't help but be him. You know, it's that type of character. And um, yeah, dude, I had a blast, man. Was it that hard? was a. Was it hard sitting there for that three hours or was it just like all excitement? Man, uh, let, me, like, let me tell you something. I would have, I would have waited in that chair for another six hours if I had to. I, I, I did not mind it at all. I was excited. I, I, I loved every second of it. Now, if I was a series regular on the show and I had to do that uh-uh. every single day, or, you know what I mean? Or every other day, like, I don't know if I feel the same way, but you know, coming in as a guest star and being on such an incredible set, surrounded by incredible artists both in front and behind the camera and like you know first class treatment and everything that they did and you know um I was excited man I could I I would have sat in that chair way longer you know for the opportunity to um to be able to share that set with all those people um yeah it was pretty amazing I'll I'll never forget that that was really cool and did you have to um do that more than once getting all the tattoos put on or was it just like a yeah you know I, I worked uh more a few days on that so the way they, they did it was um they would try to leave like if I worked back-to-back days um they would try to leave some if they can and then in the morning when I'd come back in they would touch them up um but <laughs> I think home with all those tattoos <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's funny they didn't want me to um uh, they were they definitely were like yeah we want to make sure that you get home safe you know, we don't want to risk anything they did i think on the last day i was like come on man let me wear the neck tat out come on man let me wear this neck tat out come on baby Rip, wear it a couple uh, of days. <laughs> yeah come on man I, was out here. I got a, i was like i got a pit bull i just want to walk her outside with a neck tattoo see what my neighbors say one Instagram uh, picture with the, <laughs> the <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, man. Pitbulls and neck tattoos. It's a style, man. I'm trying to be cool out here. <laughs> God damn. Uh, nah. <laughs> but yeah, and I, was, I went home. I went to the dog park with my, my neck tattoo and my pitbull. No, you know, I said, nobody said good morning. I wasn't surprised. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but I did go to the dog park with my neck tattoo. I might have had an eyebrow tattoo or not. I don't know. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, but, um, you know, just doing research. But, uh, but yeah, bro, that was really cool. It was, it was an amazing experience. And did you know about the show before you auditioned or was it 
Like, have you heard of it or watched it at all? I'd heard of it. Um, I hadn't binged it before. Um, I I knew about it, though, and I knew how successful it was and how strong the storyline was and how great, you know, the performances were. I I believe, I want to say I had auditioned for it prior. It was in my first time auditioning for that Mm -hmm. show. Um, I had auditioned for other roles. I wish I could tell you specifically, but those were, uh, you know, way back there. Um, yeah, you know, you, you know, if thankfully, you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, I'll, I'll see if I can find something in my emails. But um, yeah, I, again, that office, they cast a lot of stuff and I would, you know, they would bring me in um, for, you know, things that I might be good for um, throughout the years. Um, yeah. I owe them a big thanks for that because that was a really huge role for me and it just I walked away I feel like every set that I work on I walk away with like 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 a new weapon you know and uh you know something that I could use moving forward new knowledge and uh, that one gave me a lot bro um that one gave me a lot working with Viola uh her her professionalism and the way she just her presence is motivating. It's inspiring. And it makes you want to do an amazing job, you know, not just actors, but like, I felt like it went like, they really set the tone for everything and everyone involved. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I felt it immediately. I met her for the first time. I met her in the makeup while I was getting my tattoos applied. Um, I heard her walk into the dressing room and I remember I didn't see her. I heard her voice before I saw her. And I remember being like, (laughs) and then I, I wanted, I wanted to turn and look, but I couldn't move. I think they were working on my neck or something. And um, again, I had two people. So like one was here, one was over there. And, um, and I heard her talking and I was just like, wow. And her voice, like the first thing I felt was like, I could feel the strength in her voice. Like I hadn't even looked at her and I could just I could sense this like power, like this like experience coming through that voice. And um, and then I looked over and I kept like looking and then she, she was slowly making her way towards uh, my direction. And then, you know, I got some tattoos on, uh, I look all cool and stuff right. and I'm like, and then I look at her and then she looks at me and she's like, hey, she introduces herself. And I was like, hello, hello, Mrs. Davis. My name is Renee Moran. It's really nice to meet you. I'm excited to work with you. I wish I could shake your hand right now, but please, you know, I'm up there. They were, don't worry. Oh, it's fine. You're going to have a great time. And I'm like, cool. And I'm like, oh my God, we're going to be best friends. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah. And then she went off and you know what? She went straight to work. I, I, I remember I kept looking over at her and she was so uh, focused on, you know, um, whatever it is she does. Ready, yeah. yeah. And um, I was like a fly on the wall but I was also trying to you know get ready for what I was about to do and um yeah I I took a I I took a lot of notes watching her you know on and off camera and uh, and she was awesome man she's amazing yeah she really is I like how she came up and introduced herself that's awesome like like yeah like very humble and yeah yeah that means you know that meant a lot you know, to, um, to get that. And, um, you know, felt like I was already uh, getting support, you know, and, 
and I'm, you know, I'm nobody. Uh, she's she's an Oscar winner, so to to show that kind of love, I was like, man, I was like, I I, I love you <laughs> forever. Hopefully, she wins another one tomorrow. Oh, yeah, tomorrow, most Oscars. definitely, yeah. most definitely, most and Chadwick def- too. I hope he wins too. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm with you, bro. And then, um, do you have any? Probably working with Viola, but do you have any other um, memorable scenes or? or um, stories or anything that you have taken from working on the show? From working on How to how to Get Away? Yeah. Um, you know, How to Get Away taught me to uh, just like, you know, be ready, be prepared and, um, and, you know, do good work. You know, at the time I remember I was, uh, I was, I was just starting to like meditate regularly and I've been doing it for a few months daily and I remember it really was a, a big tool for me when I worked on that episode when especially those scenes where I was on the stand mm. um yeah I really did you know my best to zone out and it was really easy to do I guess because of that part me- that meditation practice uh, that I had going um I don't know too. <laughs> like is it yeah yeah that was a that was an interesting one I did a lot of research actually I want to say I I uh I spent a little time in the cemetery, actually, uh, just to kind of not to get morbid or anything, but um, just to kind of like, you know, understand or like, I don't know, get a little taste of like where that loved one for that person could be laying. Uh, I remember I picked a specific tombstone also, and um, it was it was the one that I had picked for her. Um, and, um, and I just kind of like spent a day out there just trying to like let that you know ooze inside me and uh, yeah it was really it was it was cool it it's tough you know I, I i've another thing i've learned is like you know depending on what your role is and what your scenes are about like it could be a long day on set you know you gotta deal with like you know i don't know some heartache or something and you gotta be in that mental state for eight hours it's rough it definitely i see man that's active man that's easy dog no. come on man just no. do it. Right. Let, me, let me tell you something now you gotta cry for eight hours man that's gonna be a long day man how much y'all paying how much y'all paying for that hundred dollars <laughs> no hell no 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 that's gonna be i'm gonna need some money for that because i'm gonna need some therapy after this day right like, it takes a toll yeah, I, yeah people don't realize that it takes yeah i did a movie called the tax collector um and i had a scene where like the scene opens up there's like a gun in my mouth shia labeouf's holding it and um and I'm being kind of held hostage or my character is with his wife and um and yeah it gets crazy real quick and I I didn't think about the day of filming how I would have to do that scene over and over and over again and um I had to pull out some tools that day uh to get to get to stay in that zone and then I remember like it took it took some time to shake it off you know I, I got home it was like three four in the morning and I could not sleep I was just awake and it took me a while to shake that off. I, I, I didn't. I didn't know that would happen. I. That's that was kind of like something new I learned. So I remember I, recently I had someone, um, one of my agents, asked about a specific role where, um, can you cry on command? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can. I can muster up tears, but you know what? I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to spend eight, six hours doing that. I just don't like. Wait, am I working with Spielberg? Nah. Tarantino? Nah. All right, pass. You 
know. But you know, Mr. Tarantino, come call it. Hey, I'm getting my box of tissues ready. <laughs> you know what I'm Don't saying? sleep tonight. <laughs> nah, baby, we're gonna stay up and get this money. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, we I, I would definitely uh I would definitely be ready to go for something like that. Um yeah, man. But but again, I never I never like looked at roles like that. I was always like, Yeah, I mean that role, mm, I like it, let's do it, you know. I wasn't thinking like what are the long like longer term effects? Uh, you know, that role I did was nowhere near, not even a fraction of the Joker role, but I start thinking of Heath Ledger and like, oh, like you were so in that probably that you, it, it was really hard to shake it off, you know? Um, and I'm like, and I see like, oh, so that's how that can happen, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. But I, 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 you know, it's, people are willing to go there, you know, and, 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 and when they do, man, they deliver some performances that can be very just iconic, you know? And, um, I, I, I definitely, I've, 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 the few years that I've done this, I've done a little bleeding of my, you know, I've bled for it a little bit, but I got a lot more to go and, um, and I'm, I'm ready, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I've been putting in the work and I do it daily. You know, it's, uh, like I said, it's a lifestyle, man. And, I didn't know. I didn't know it was gonna be like this, dude. <laughs> oh, it's Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, dude. It's like such a. It's like such a. Um, how should I say? It's like such a. I talk to my friends back home. You know, they're having kids and like you know they're living like cool lives. Mm-hmm. Gonna, hey, we're gonna have the fight tonight at the house. You know, we're gonna barbecue. I'm over here like ah, I got the I gotta run these lines, man. I gotta record this audition. I, you know, I'm trying to yeah. Shot like, the bus, like, sticking a gun in my mouth tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta get ready for that, guys. So uh, <laughs> we'll yeah. go from there. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Have fun at the barbecue. <laughs> yeah. yeah, save me a rib. <laughs> and then some other roles after murder. Um, Bosch, SWAT, nine one one. Oh man, for all the of them are fun. Right. Oh come on, keep it coming, now. Let's go. <laughs> I'm any um any favorites from those i love them projects. all man yeah. i love them all i love them all i can't i can't pick any i, I saw the all, clip bro. you posted with um on for the people you got to work with um bridgerton yeah um i yeah. can't remember his name right my bad but yeah i saw that yeah. you posted that red uh reggie right um yeah it, he was he's amazing um Actually, I, I took a lot from him too. His professionalism on that set that day. It's funny, man. I posted that a while back. Nobody showed me no love. What? All of a sudden, my, my man comes out on Bridgerton and be like, "Yo, when does this come out?" I'm like, oh "Man, that's that's been out, man. I've been shared that with you guys, but a couple of years ago." Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but I didn't. I you know I'm not. I ain't mad at it. I was just giving everybody a hard time. I'm like, man, I I showed you this two years ago, bro. <laughs> oh my bad dang man you know he went on like that and i was like all right all right i, I see what you see <laughs> like i get it my actually my buddy was the one i have a friend that lives in new york he's an actor also he he uh he, he's got a crazy amazing voice uh his name is lito villarreal you know you can find him on youtube and all that incredible singer but anyways he he gave me the idea he was like hey renee he's like yo, you should post this. Cause it's, it's on my demo reel. And I, and I showed him like this new cut of my demo reel. And he's like, bro, when did you, when did you act with the Bridgerton dude? And I, and I was like, bro, I've been done that, man. And then he was like, you need to post that. And I was like, why? He's like, bro, he's hot. And I was like, like, 
all right. And then I thought about it for like a week or two. And then, um, and then one day I was like, you know what? Why not? Let me post it up, see what happens. Oh my God. Every, oh my God. So jealous. Oh my, ooh, la la. And I'm just like, I haven't, I haven't, I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen the show. So I'm not sure why everyone's hype. And then everyone's like, ooh, did you get to see his ad? I'm like, bro, what you talking about, man? You, no, you saw the scene we did. No ads involved. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't know what y'all talking about. They're like, he shows everything. I'm like, I don't know what y'all talking about, man. <laughs> but that's cool. I'm glad y'all having fun. Yeah. yeah. And then um, your upcoming project, Roofers, is that? A oh, that's a, you know what? That's something that we uh, shot something for. I'm not sure. Honestly, I'm not 100% sure where that, uh, the status on that is. Um. But yeah, I remember that was a, a, a role I did with my buddy, David Castaneda. He's so dope. Um, he's actually on a show called Umbrella Academy um, oh, yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. And um, yeah, man, I've known him for a while. He put that together um, and brought a couple of us to, uh, other uh, actors and stuff that, you know, we all know each other through these circles. And Renee Rosado was on it, um, among other actors. Um, and he's on the Connors uh, currently. <laughs> And he's been on a bunch of stuff also. And yeah, we shot that. That was actually really dope. The 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 squad that uh, David was able to put together was so, so cool, man. I hope that we can explore that more maybe down the road. Um, yeah, but in the meantime, man, things are kind of starting to open up with all this COVID stuff. So um, I'm getting through, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting all these really cool opportunities that are coming my way. Um, nothing to speak of at the time no mm -hmm. news to share now yeah. <laughs> but um when i can and you know got something to speak on i definitely will you know share the news but in the meantime you know we're just uh staying sharp you know staying healthy um taking care of the fam and uh yeah just trying to get better at this and um learn more stuff you know it's like acting is like you know, one thing that I'm passionate about, but um, I think the more experiences you have doing things and living life and, you know, the more you can bring to um, to the camera when it's time, you know, uh, in the past, I feel like I've made the mistake where like, I just, I put all my, I've been too charged up with just focusing on acting when it's like, wait a second, this is like something amazing that I should take care of, but like, I'll, I'll, I'll be better at it if I continue to live, you know, and experience and go through heartbreaks and, 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 and laughter and happiness, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. live a life just like everybody else. And, um, but just be kind of conscious about it and embrace the pain, you know, so I can leak it out on something next time. If you, <laughs> oh my God. You uh, okay now? Oh yeah. Yeah. If you ever have a role for, uh, podcast on a movie i got you prepared for it okay my man yeah i want the mic right here the mic i just want to hold it the whole time hey can i if i can hold it like this that'd be great on one of these like it's like a metal extendo arm thingy yeah yeah so hey now make make me look good okay oh yeah put a nice filter on this tone this olive tone i got i already have some ideas if, yeah. you could put, if you could put bigger shoulders on me i wouldn't mind just make it look natural all right don't be making me look funny dave batista sized um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. be like whoa what the what, what are you doing now damn i thought we were boys bro <laughs> oh man but cool, yeah man. um that's all i have for you but <laughs> no thank you thank you thanks thanks for bringing me on bro for real it was fun yeah uh, yeah <laughs> yeah fun.
you pretty chill too, dog. Thank uh, you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, man, keep keep grinding, man. I'm, I, I think it's dope what you're doing. Um, and I, I I love this, bro. This is just the beginning of something that's gonna be huge. So keep keep doing what you're doing, I'm man. My board and my. <laughs> It's I got the, the bro. Of, I'm, I'm not even. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even playing, man. That's really sick. I think it's really <laughs> awesome. It's kind of yeah. overboard, but <laughs> I think sometimes it's but. a it's a vibe. It's a vibe though, and right. it's it's cool. It's Vibe-over. actually really cool. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. But yeah, thank you again for you. You're welcome, now.